Hello, everyone. Welcome to the TI Connect podcast. I'm Adrian. I'm Nick. Just a quick reminder, everybody, this content was originally in video format and has been adapted to a podcast, so some things are better seen than heard. Don't let it stop you. Go to ti.com slash connect, and you can see the full videos. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Connect series. My name is Adrian Fernandez, and I'm joined by my co-host, Nick Smith. Hello, Adrian. Hey, Nick. Good to see you, man. Um, and good to see you, uh, the audience. Uh, we're here to continue talking about technology that TI is bringing to the table to help developers innovate when creating connected applications. Uh, and today is no different. Uh, we're bringing on Alexis Rodriguez from our SimpleLink hardware applications team to introduce a brand new topic here called coexistence. Um, so really excited to learn more about it. And Alexis, thank you so much for joining us today. Awesome. Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, you know, if you don't mind, let, let's jump right in. Uh, maybe we start off with a, a quick introduction. You know, what exactly is coexistence? Sure. So when we refer to coexistence, we're basically talking about a mechanism that allows you to have um, two co-located radios, so two devices on the same board. Um, and an example of this would be, you know, a Bluetooth device and a Wi-Fi device. Um, operate on the same frequency band, so in this case, 2.4 um, gigahertz. Um, and it allows them to, you know, coexist without interfering with each other's um, packet transmissions. And so basically how this is done is by giving the two devices a dedicated communication interface so that they can um, manage their own wireless packet traffic. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And I assume you can implement a non-coexistent solution with say, BLE and Wi-Fi as well. So what are the benefits of using coexistence and, and the consequences of not implementing coexistence? Sure. So um, having the two devices on the same board without making use of coexistence can sometimes lead to some RF performance issues, um, which can manifest in things like, you know, high packet retry rates and higher current consumption. Um, and things like that, or it'll cause you to have to increase the size of your board um, in order to kind of mitigate some of these issues. And so by making use of coexistence, you can not only fix some of the RF performance issues that I mentioned, um, but it also allows you to, you know, tighten the size of your design, um, even being able to use, you know, one shared radio or one shared antenna. Um, and so that can save you on some board space and um, bomb cost, which is nice. Oh, wow. Very cool. So, so it looks like, uh, you know, form factor is an area that, that could truly benefit from coexistence by being able to bring these two chips, you know, closer together. You know, otherwise they would kind of fight each other. But with a coexistence solution, they can kind of coexist in a sort of peaceful manner. Um, can you touch on some of the end equipments or use cases that could benefit from coexistence? You mentioned Wi-Fi and Bluetooth being sort of a common pairing. Yeah, so you can really make use of um, coex and see it in any application that you would need to have two radios. Um, so one application specifically would be, you know, an e-lock um, that makes use of provisioning. So a lot of times... Um, People want to do, you know, BLE provisioning, but then um, be able to access their lock from anywhere. So make use of the Wi-Fi side. Um, and it needs to be small, right? Because it's a <laughs> door lock. So. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Because now that you say that, there's several kind of home or building type 
automation things that I've used personally where I'm provisioning with my phone possibly over BLE but then it's Wi-Fi connected so seems like those are likely using coexistence uh, which is pretty cool and, and another question for you is all coexistence the same like if I say I have coexistence do I have it or are there there different types and implementations so good question there's actually a lot of different kinds of implementations um, TI um, specifically on our um, BLE side um, we support three different implementations um, so that would be one wire request one wire grant and three wire um, and I could talk about those a little bit so for the one-wire request scenario, the BLE device uses the request signal as an output to the Wi-Fi device, um, letting it know that it's about to perform some sort of RF activity so the Wi-Fi can stop whatever it's doing. Um, and so this is a one-way communication from the BLE device to the Wi-Fi device. Um, in the one-wire grant scenario, it's flip-flopped, so it's a signal from the Wi-Fi device to the BLE device, letting it know you know, when it's allowed to um, perform RF activity. So again, um, just one signal, but this time from Wi-Fi to BLE. Um, and lastly, the three-wire communication or the three-wire interface uses both the grant and request signals that I previously mentioned, but it also makes use of a third signal that's priority. Um, and this allows the BLE to, to also relay um, information regarding, you know, priority and what kind of um, RF activity it's going to perform so that the Wi-Fi can make a more informed decision. Oh, wow. Very cool. So, so kind of different levels of, of complexity depending on the, on the customer use case. Um, you mentioned something earlier that seemed pretty interesting as well. You know, it sounds like form factor is, is one of the key sort of benefits here of, of coexistence by bringing these two chips closer together, you know, a Bluetooth device and a, and a Wi-Fi device. Uh, but you mentioned one additional aspect where, you know, not only can they be placed closer together because of coexistence, uh, but they potentially can also share a, a single radio uh, design. Is that something you can touch on as well? Um, right. So with coexistence, you can really, um, it depends on, you know, your application, but you can um, make use of, you know, two antennas or just have a shared single antenna if you wanted. So you would add in a... Um, an additional RF switch, um, and then using the um, coax mechanism, it would control which device <laughs> has control of the antenna at um, a single time. Okay, cool. Yeah, so it sounds like various options as far as which coax implementation, what hardware options you want, single or dual antenna. Um, and I know, you know, in, in many previous videos, we've talked about TI's BLE and Wi-Fi portfolio. Uh, so can you tell us if, if people want to get started with TI Coex, where, where can they go to get started? So um, there's several app notes um, that we have that kind of talk about how to implement Coex. Um, I believe we also have a, Sim a Simple Link Academy and the latest um, Simplink Wi-Fi SDK, as well as the latest um, Simplink CC13X226X2 SDK, both support it. So you can get started um, with those two software-wise today. Um, and I believe we'll have those resources linked in the description below. Perfect. Yeah, so it sounds like 
everything's online. Check the links below. We'll, we'll make sure uh, to link everything that you mentioned. And Alexis, thank you very much for, for coming and educating us. I certainly learned uh, about COEX myself and some of the nuances and benefits to it. So I really appreciate it. All of you guys, thank you for tuning in to another uh, remote session of the Connect series here. As always, we have more great content coming up, uh, more great demos, and, and more great connectivity topics. Thanks, guys.